Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jimmy, today we got our hands on the Walt Simonson Manhunter Artist Edition. Uh, a while back, Tom and I went through the, the comic when you were on one of your travels, got the hands on the Artist Edition, and people are going to flip when they see this going under the microscope. Our channel is brought to you in part by our Patreon, and uh, the King K Favors on our Patreon have access to all of our videos before anybody else. When that internet is co is uh, cooperating, uh, they have access to uh, our live stream recording sessions as we build these episodes. Uh, it's a good way to support the Cartoonist K channel, keep the vids coming to you on a regular basis. We have more than 1,500 videos at uh, your disposal right now, and uh, where this is concerned, uh, we have a shoot interview with Walt Simonson himself. We have uh, a, a sort of walkthrough under the microscope where uh, Tom Shuley and myself went through the Manhunter stories uh, that were in the back of uh, Detective Comics. And uh, you might find some other Walt Simonson materials throughout uh, the course of a cartoonist kayfabe, but uh, check check those comics out. Watch, watch the videos where we talk about your favorite comics. Uh, without further ado, Jimmy, here it is, the, the Walt Simonson Manhunter artist edition. Walt famously doesn't get rid of his pages, so as a consequence of that, we get a lot of uh, artist editions from the man. Yeah, absolutely stunning. I've been admiring this cover, and it's just interesting to see him doing like negative space, you know, as these bullets go across. Just every part of it, uh, it's a joy to look at. The way that the this main image is built is very 70s movie poster yes. kind of energy, where you have you know, like little action shots, you know, you have things of all scale, giant faces, full body. Makes me uh, long for this. I feel like we don't, I don't see this very often anymore. Right. And it looks great. I don't know why that's not uh, more standard operations. I think you're going to see some stuff within the pages here that I think uh, Frank Miller pulled for, for his use in future comics. But there are bits like this that, uh, you know, I think of Krigstein, you know, stuff like Master Race very specifically. This is a great time period for Simonson too, because he's still young and like trying things. Absolutely, and uh, and and I like that. You know, like I'm all for these artists finding their what makes them them, but I also like seeing them go off in some some directions that are uh, unexpected. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that in here. Uh, it's he gets credits for the titles and the sound effects, so things like this is Walt Simonson his hand. That's impressive. I would not have guessed that logo was him. The videos are brought to you by the books that we make, and 2023 was and is a big year. 2024 is going to be just the same. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there. About 75% of this print run has uh, been accounted for, so you guys have about 25% left of our, our stock to go. Scoop up that book if you see it. It's going to make an excellent gift. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy comes out uh, November 14th. It collects all of my X-Men Grand Design works inside of one nice, handy, uh, soft cover. Scoop that up. There are three volumes of Red Room that are uh, completed. Two of them are out on the stands right now, the Antisocial Network and Trigger Warnings. But coming to you in early 2024 is Red Room Crypto Killers with dozens of pages of extra features and commentary in the back. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is coming to you at the end of November. Uh, it is a companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, you get both of these books. You have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel comics to date. He's been self-publishing, and here you have True Crime Funnies, the Black and White Zine, 1986 Zine, 
Go to Jimmy's website. Uh, he might be sold out right at the moment, but uh, you never know. He, he might have fresh stock depending on when you're watching this video. And uh, Hulk Grand Design is Jimmy's contribution to the Grand Design mythology that we have created for Marvel Comics. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Archie Goodwin on the writing duties. And uh, once again, you could watch a video where we have gone through the, the, the story content. Here we're, we're, uh, we care more about looking at the artwork. Uh, very cool. Like I know this texture and it's, it works perfect on binoculars, but look at that as photostat yeah. of, of that image, which make perfect sense, right? Like it's, it's built for that. Absolutely. But also it's nice with the yellowed pages. You can really see where he went back in with some white media and stuff that you would never in a million years expect, you know, like this is almost rubble yeah. and yet clean that up here and there. And I feel like stuff like this stippling, you can only do that when it, when it's a, a eight page backup story uh, once a month. Like you couldn't be doing that if you're doing 22 pages every, you know what? every three, four weeks. Look at the size of the art in terms of like the size on the page. You know, like whenever I draw an 11 by 17, I think these are probably 11 by 17. It looks like I've got much bigger margins totally. to allow for bleeding and things. But here it's like the art's really big on these pages. Yeah, that's like interesting. That. It's also, it looks like it is uh, maybe DC paper. That's, although maybe not, maybe they're just stamping I think they stamped that. it. Yeah, yeah, I think they were doing blue lines at this point. Because the paper is so yellow. I'm kind of surprised by that. Getting a lot of story on these pages. Like, look at this, man. I mean, what is that? T 10, 12 panels? Yeah, and that goes back to, you know, you're doing a short backup. Right. So you, you gotta, gotta, get, gotta load it up. Gotta get a lot, a lot of shit in there. That's fun. Probably a stencil, maybe, to, to do your Manhunter file. These are a lot less yellowed. It makes me wonder. The second chapter is not in the artist's possession. Yeah. But he has stats, so these are stats. Still pretty cool. Doing a lot of stuff with texture that I think he works out of a system. You know, like like yes. some of this stuff, almost dry brush and just a lot of materials that I don't feel like I look at in his uh, in most of his work. These kind of shapes are uh, Simonson shapes. He's very good with shapes and page designs, directional devices, just a lot of the abstract elements of making a nice page. Let's go back to some original art. Man, I'm, 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 I'm always shocked by this kind of white mark right. where it's like, we're just going to move the hairline, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a 32nd of an inch. Like, look, there's barely any white there. So you're not making a big adjustment. Maybe it's smudged. You know, maybe it just smudged a little bit, wet ink. Yeah, it could be. And it's funny that the, the white stuff, which is traditionally the non-archival piece, is the most archival piece of this kind of toilet paper that Uncle Walt was drawing on. Yeah, some of these pages, man, they look like newsprint. They're so yellowed. That's a page right there, baby. That's amazing. With a lot of these marks, like I've seen illustrators who who did the caricature of uh, the famous people that would get interviewed in Playboy magazine when we were in the night. It would be these kinds of marks, almost like um, editorial illustration marks. Yeah, that's one of those pieces that I don't think you see in a lot of Simonson as, as time goes on. Like those lines? Yeah. A lot of interesting mark making and even that kind of illustration style. Right. But yeah, then you totally. get this. This Phil Simonson to me. Yeah, as, as a whole. But the, like the way he builds figures is like different. But but looking at it at this level too, it feels straight from the pulps. Like it doesn't feel like comic book artwork. Right. It feels like it's coming straight from pulp magazines. Yeah, it's really wild to see. Look at all like panels in panels like that. Some of these bleed ink lines i feel like miller took some of that yeah i can see that 
great page layouts though. Yeah, you know, like very a close fun. up of a face and then a bunch of little call outs and things. Really beautiful stuff. Yeah. Creating that glare with practical effects using white stuff, you hitting the razor, maybe doing some white dabs. But then you gotta sell it with the shadow of our guy. Man, it feels like this is just a young dude who built to draw comics finally gets a chance and now it's like putting it all in nuts. there yeah putting it all in there man he you're not bound by you have the same amount of time that the that the a guy has to to draw his 17 pages or whatever so it also makes out. me wonder what the lead story who's doing that because uh this is the opening band playing playing the, the main yeah, act yeah, yeah. off the stage yeah yeah you can't follow me up man uh dude that's almost ronin-ish it is definitely some ronin marks there But then it's a sign of the times too, man. There's the atoms in here. You know, some of this stuff is got you got the new atoms kind of hatching. Sucker for this kind of piece. Yeah, right I love there. that. You know, um, oh man, this is always a troublesome one to do the tall panel on the right side instead of the left. Because right. do I read it after this row or after this row? It gives a substantial gutter compared to everything else. And I bet even with the color, you know, if you have like a nice hundred percent yellow, I bet you that would suggest a single unit. And then you get that. I, I think they could pull that off with this. I think you're right about that because those panels are wrapped around a border or yeah. inside of a border. So, yeah, interesting. If you're going to break like a reading convention, figure out a way to do it to make it clear. He doesn't look so heroic. <laughs> he looks kind of like a drip. Man, he looks tall there. Look how long that arm is. I think this is coming out of like got my morgue file trace that on a light box that's a good question because because it looks like you know you could set up that vanishing point in a very manageable place and it you know it, it looks a little off that's good cartooning that's amazing yeah I, I went right to it interesting profile feels observed it does yeah I, I know that girl man look at this for your perspective Wild. He'll do that. Yeah, he'll do that, man. Lots of pencil mileage. Great pen, pen mileage. Love the panel layouts of the interior architecture. And you've got your borders set up same same. Is this like those hippie beads that you would like to walk through? Is <laughs> That's that... the adult section behind there. Right. <laughs> Does one illustration, stats it up four times, and then cuts them up and places them in different orientations? pretty weird yeah it's a cool phase in kind of gimmick that's something that you could use beautiful hand and then hand lettering behind it right yeah hand like this man that's autograph projected hand lettering behind it where like your your radius point is that ring in the middle mm -hmm. great stuff very creative you wonder if that's all even coming out of your architecture of having these cathedrals and arches and if so like so fantastic as a cartoonist to pull that look at them on a story on this and this is a complicated page like the kid like drops his gun and, and the gun comes a part of the battle like it's a very what he's trying to do is pretty tough in terms so many of nonverbal stories too yeah i often think like how many figures do you put in hey man you talk about like miller how about mazakelli doing ben ulrich looks yeah, right. just like that face totally stealth in the shadows but this looks like a nightmare for the colorist to me yeah, probably tough. Um, it looks like a nightmare to the artist to me. Like, that's a lot. Nine panels on each of those pages, not grids. Yeah. 
He's going deep. You know, he's putting in all effort. Loaded up with backgrounds. How about that? Love this, seeing him break the panel borders. Right. Yeah, you just did not see this in the, in the 70s like that at all. That's what I mean, too. It feels like this is a young guy that's going for, seizing the opportunity. And imagine if you had given this to a 40-year veteran, the different approach that would be here. I think he had mad respect for uh, for Archie Goodwin also, who had a full career, even up to this point, 10 years at um, Warren, had strip work under his belt. Like Archie Goodwin was a veteran by you know 71 or whenever this is out. Do you think some of this stuff is markers? Wouldn't it surprise me? Some of these lines on the hand really feel a little bit outside of like a brush or a pen nib even. Yeah. Yeah, no, Adams would make the argument from workers. He would do whole color pieces that look like paintings and it's, and it's just, uh, it might be those like carcinogenic markers, those ones that like got outlawed. He's so fly, he gets to do the cover for this one, I guess, huh? That makes sense. It is funny how how like once you get Batman, you have to you have to be on brand a little bit. You know, yeah. It's a little bit reserved for all the stuff that we've seen so far in this video. Uh, that is a pretty conservative looking Batman. There is so much. Like every page feels like fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like to see it. You like to see it. You know that's that's pretty fucking badass, man. And you could feel that chaotic wind by how he's placing. Who is doing the bike in the sidecar like this? Get some air under those tires. Give that give that bike some speed. Yeah, that's wild. Grant Morrison cites the the Manhunter story as one of the greatest Batman comics, and it's for these last couple chapters because I think it bleeds into the mainline, the mainline story. You know, it goes from Manhunter, and then I think the last one is 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 the Batman story, like the main feature. Beautiful cut here from one panel to the next, doing your your close up where now you can see what's in the scope upside down too well observed well observed because it probably would would be that way and then just all this kind of stuff is cool there's so much visual interest on these pages you know i go back to like thinking today of say talking head comics yeah and it, they're so a different art form absolutely yeah you a little, a little pseudo deluca slash frank king kind of thing happening right here where the character runs into the foreground like this has to be planned ahead of time you know like like he had to do work Maybe maybe hours worth of work before even starting on the page to just kind of come up with the movement. Hey, we looked at uh, some of our early work recently, and all the bricks are drawn in. All those bricks, dude. <laughs> and into perspective, and like he doesn't puss out. Like, like it's really it has um like like the math feels right. It also feels like this is a, a cool idea graphically where like this just becomes dashes. Right. You know, by having it in perspective, you get to see clearly like, no, no, this is brick, you know, brick wall, brick tunnel. But it's uh, it has the visual effect, too, of having just those lines, just visual texture on top of it all. Some some white and scratching out some of the black there. Just amazing how corrosive that paper cement stuff was. Dude, planes, trains, and fucking taxi cabs, dude. What, what a, what a bitch to draw this strip, dude. Planes at all angles. You, something, you get something like this, where, where you're required to, to draw some, a plane like that. I mean, you have to, you have to go to Kmart and go buy a toy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and if you're in a studio, maybe you guys have a collection of these things that can be pulled out quickly. Um, you talked about Miller earlier. Man, there's some stuff on there that's like totally, totally Miller, '90s Miller. This is really before ninja stuff that much. See, this this is another one of those like new Adams vibes. But Definitely. then, but then he's kind of kayfabe in the fat pad on the hand a little bit and stuff. Uh, 
this is a bit dated because the Manhunter character, he's supposed to be this like stealthy ninja guy, but that costume is ridiculous. Like it has none of the ornamentals that you associate with like a ninja or like a kimono or anything. Like if you just saw that character cold, you wouldn't think martial arts. I see so much Mike Grell in that face. Yeah. But I think Grell was active at this point and doing his own thing. This is a comic that when I would read interviews as a kid with Liefeld and McFarlane and stuff, the Manhunter run of uh, detective comics that Simonson and, and Goodwin put together is always cited. Drawn lines, same with the white. Right. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, you could see why this would stand out. Yeah. Nothing looked like this. No. And, and, and it's that thing that we say a lot. Nothing still looks like this. Yeah, I mean, you can't take anything away from this guy. He's putting in a mad effort. So this is something that was added much later. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty cool to see the comparison of, say, uh, Walt Simonson mature stage right. compared yeah. to those early pages. You know what I think this is? I think, I think this is even in the video. Like, whenever they did those, like, middle 80s, Baxter mm -hmm. reprint things. I think this was some added value to uh, to those. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting too to see like the page layouts and presume that that page. You might even see an edge of it right at the top of this. Right. Um, you know, probably about this size, slightly bigger maybe, but leaving those borders now. Right. Once again, sign of a guy who's uh, kind of figured out how he wants to work. My goodness, wow, what a drawing! Look at that sky. And, and his choice of mark making really does suggest the great the great pulp illustrators. Yeah, he must have been pulling from some guys, and I think he talks about that a little bit whenever uh, we had a sit down with him. But it's it, it feels like this shouldn't work, right? You know, some of those lines and stuff, like the marks that he that I associate with Simonson, and that he's able to draw like every texture with. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. It's interesting how the gray value steps down in very drastic ways. It's like creates a banding. Yeah, it does. It's funny, it's like early digital color yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, some Steve Olive. Our girl getting put in a yoke. You know, the other thing that stands out to me with most artists as they get older is that ability to be almost more focused in what they put. Like, like I don't need to have a, a, a full long shot. Right. You know, it's just much more a moment that I want you to focus on in this panel. Go there. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Dude, the first issue special uh, joint is in here. Nice. That's something that we uh, maybe ought to do a video on one of these days. Look at these hairy textures. This kind of thing mm -hmm. for Sky. And then incorporating that on the... See, like I swear there's like some Ronin vibes to, to some Boy, of this. There's all kinds of stuff going on here. Like a lot of mark making. You know, edging and stuff. Just all that fades away. You know, it's like, it's almost like doodling or something. Yeah, it, it feels less uh, DC Comics and more Charlton. Uh, you know, guys like Alex uh, Nino would have these kind of finishes. That's funny. You wonder if that's somebody that he's looking at at this time. Yeah. Because why not? The guy's art's beautiful. And then, like, you just fold in that influence and keep the parts that, that make sense and bring on the next influence. This is a nice artist edition. I didn't realize it had this other material in it. 
And here's that first issue special. This is a near and dear comic to, to my heart, man, because I scooped it up at a flea market real early. Really captured. It was it had Joe Kubert cover, and that's what made me pick it up. And then I cracked it open and was like, man, this has to be a super early Simonson. Yeah, they did some really good jobs with those first issue specials. Good, good creators in a lot of them. Wow, that floor's great. Good perspective on it. No cheating. Yeah, that low angle too. You don't see that often, especially with that kind of perspective. Pretty awesome. Man, all the rounded borders. Look, you've ruled out thousands yeah. of pages. How much of a pain in the ass is that? Yeah, totally. Because like these look solid. They don't. They don't look freehand. And you could see like the dabs like that. So what you have to do, you you get a circle template, and you have to match it up perfectly even and. You leave that to your letter. John, yeah, John, maybe John that's Costanza right. has, has to earn his pay. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That letter is probably cursing him on this job. <laughs> earn a little something, some pay stubs. I swear, this Dr. Fate story, it feels like those those um, Alex Toth like paintings that they would do to try to sell an animation story that, that, that never goes, like an animation show that never goes. That's what this feels like, because it's like, they always would have like the Egyptian setting. There'd be like a magic carpet involved. And then you have to have some like monkey that can speak with your hero and then you have one of those things because this is like real close i don't often think about his black and white you know as being one of his strengths I right think lines and foreshortening and stuff but that looks great and there have been several of these pages you know where like the spotting of the blacks is really strong seeing these shapes over and over again i mean they look very meticulous it's very wild yeah it makes me wonder if i mean is it a paste up like must be from those like clipboard files I don't know whether that's what it's from, but it, it looks like it's got to be a paste up. This kid is going Whoa. hard, dude. This kid is that's going hard. That's another one. Imagine if you had to draw that shit. No, thank you. Jesus. And then you're putting figures in, in it. Right. Yeah, so that, that's that Pyle Wyeth school of uh, illustration, dude. And these guys were hip. Look, it's just a backup in a... Unknown soldier. It's fascinating that that he was he was the backup guy for for a while, man. Get put getting in his reps. There's your ninja. See, that's a ninja, man. Not that man, manhunter shit. Would you identify this if you saw this page as Simonson? No, I don't think so. Yeah, young guy. It's cool that he's kept so much work and that there are so many of these artist editions to really look at his evolution. Yeah, yeah. Just the the Fantastic Four one just came out. And that was like my era Fantastic Four, too. Mm -hmm. I used to buy those off the newsstand. Going hard. Very thoughtful of the lettering on all of this stuff, too. And sometimes I think it's a letter, but I bet you sometimes it's uh, Simonson, because I feel like he's kept some of these things. Right. You now, know, he may indicate in the pencils or something where, where stuff falls. Now, I wonder, could this be like the oldest piece? Because I feel like Metal Men was gone away pretty early in the 70s this one really feels to me like i would not guess simonson so i bet you it is the earliest earliest so far of what we flipped through anyway yeah yeah you get literally like this is probably the first glimmer in this whole story that kind of ambitious perspective and and it's it's like by omission it's just like you know that irv know that ain't, ain't, ain't drawing that and you know that you know all those dudes irv novak <laughs> boy a lot of marks that i don't associate with him You're right, though, man. There's not, not too much at all. It's almost, you can see more Chaken. I, I would have probably guessed Chaken with this panel. And in this panel, too, actually. 
Yeah, I need the notes now on like, uh, where's he working? Is he sharing a studio with yeah, who? Yeah, upstart uh, yeah. thing at this moment. Yeah, I definitely see some shaking in, in this stuff. See some Miller though too, you know? It would yeah. make sense to me that, that maybe that studio is up and running. That, that they're comparing notes and showing off what they're looking at. Definitely has that quality. funny to see what people do early in their careers too and then think about what he's come to be known right. for you know like this was talk about a job you know yeah. it was like get your foot in the door do the best you can with it that was always the thing that i was like scared about early on because you know you're going to take any job so if you, the job is devil dinosaur now you got to learn how to draw freaking dinosaurs at every angle yeah right but you know you still get these moments right of like very interesting this is clearly a guy who uh, knows how to make an image. Wow, that's fun. Wow. So photocopy or trace this and just do some color studies. Right. Build that, build that costume the way you want it. Are the uh, uh, good Goodwin scripts? I like seeing the scripts too because the format's very different. Like nobody writes a script that looks like that anymore. But it must have been the standard because I've seen other people like Miller and, and different different uh, writers that did put their scripts in that format. Right. Yeah. Famous iconography of the Archie Goodwin portrait. A little bit of commission work. biography at the end very cool ended off with a with a money shot man get batman on there why not huh makes me want to draw totally i love the bold lines i love the courageous the courageousness of the lines if that's a word you know it, it really feels like he's working fast yeah terrific really fun love it simonson's the man used 62 bucks and uh I, you know i got that in april at the at the, at the big sale so it was like 30 dollars dude well money well spent yeah man yeah that's an awesome one very cool to flip through but you know what these guys have been doing down there at ides man and i always make fun of them i'm like i know you're hiding the artist editions <laughs> when the sale's going on man why don't you keep the artist editions out because i'll fucking come down and clean them out <laughs> Good to go, Jimmy? Yes. Hey, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can let you know what new videos are uh, available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography, and there's a good chance we talked about some of your favorite comics. I encourage you to hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel, search for your favorite titles, and uh, check out those episodes. If, by chance, we did not talk about your favorite comics on the channel yet, you have to let us know. Do, the, do so in the comments. Let us know what those comics are, and we will push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read pile. Jimmy and I are going to be at Big Apple Comic Con uh, come December 16th. It's been years since we've been to the Big Apple, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. So, so please come through and bring your comics that we have yet to sign. We have a Patreon, and on the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon... Uh, the King Kayfabers get all the videos before anybody else, and uh, w when the internet cooperates, they are hanging out with us in a live stream recording session as we uh, make these episodes, mitigates the Kayfabe effect. Ultimately, the videos are brought to you by 
the books that we make. And Before You is a pretty good sample of our bibliography, but we'll get into the nitty gritty. Jimmy, let the people know what you got coming out soon. My next release is Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. This will be out in late November in time for the holiday gift for the uh, action comic superhero comic lover in your life. And Street Angel Princess of Poverty collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image. And uh, get both books, it'll complete your collection. I've been self-publishing lately. True Crime Funnies number one is available on jimrug.com along with BW and 1986 zine. And if they are sold out there, you can still read them on patreon.com slash jimrug. And my contribution to the grand design history is the Hulk, which is available in limited quantities because it is sold out at the uh, distribution level. So if you haven't added Hulk grand design to your collection yet, you need to pick that up next time you hit the comic shop. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is my big one for 2023, and uh, it is going fast. Man, there's more than uh, probably 75% of this print run is gone, and stores have been re-upping. It was the number one reordered book on, on Comicron. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Thanks to stores for uh, for supporting the book. But if you even have any thought that you that you want this or you want to get it as a gift, make sure you scoop it up uh, right away. Uh, it's the best book I've made to date. 500 plus pages, 10 year anniversary hip hop family tree, 50th anniversary of the culture, scoop it up. Uh, not the last holiday release I'm gonna have. Uh, coming November 14th is the X-Men Grand Design trade paperback, collecting all of my X-Men Grand Design works. Uh, a couple volumes of that, that is out of print uh, as we speak, so make sure uh, if you are missing out on your uh, X-Men Grand Design, scoop that up, you'll get it all in one. And there is a trilogy of horror comics that I have made under the Red Room umbrella, Anti-Social Network, Trigger Warnings, and coming in January is this trade paperback right here called Crypto Killers, which uh, collects my 2023 season of Red Room comics with a bunch of extras. The books are the most important part of keeping cartoonist kayfabe solvent and uh, functional. But there are some other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Give them those final merchandise, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.